today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Friday, it's 11.35, and that means Tech Talk brought to you by... Vacuuming. We need an echo chamber when we do that. Next <laughs> We're going to grab one. Yes, yeah, so. Furnace and duct cleaning. And man, I'll tell you, it's Adam Oldfield is here, the president and CEO of FPM and FPM Three Marketing and Vacuuming. Vacuuming. I like your effects. I there think this go. is good just before the holidays. You know, I thought it would be uh, timely to talk about air quality. Absolutely. Because we're locking ourselves inside our house, right? Mm-hmm. We're, we're, the windows are closed. It was what, minus 20 this week, I think? In, it sure uh, felt like it. It was cold, right? So I, I thought it was important because I get this question a lot. You know, obviously, th- this is a combination of both Tech Talk and a bit of a, uh, a, bit of a vacuum man furnace duct cleaning side, but air quality. Uh, you know, I get asked when you come in and you're doing duct cleaning, is it really going to clean? the air is it gonna is it gonna be able to uh, take out all of the, the the germs and otherwise well I thought I would share that there are capabilities of being able to test f- with the technology that's available because mm-hmm. um, it's quite expensive to get it properly done if you want to get your ear tested uh, not through vacuum man but through other sources it can be very costly but what would you want to test for what would you want to check right so formaldehyde I think we talked about there was oh, a, yeah. one of our tech talks second was carbon monoxide which we have detectors right uh, second part Particle matter, dust matter. If you're allergic, and, and this is amazing how many people are between uh, cats and dogs and otherwise, well, you know, there is a product on the market. You can easily get an air quality tester. And I want to just to educate people, there's a ver- there's different versions. You can't get one for every quality of air, but there's uh, certain ones on Amazon. If you do uh, air quality testing, they range between $150 to $200. Again, keep in mind, this is not uh, 100% going to give you a perfect, accurate uh a quality air test, but it's equal to wearing a watch that tells you that you're having a cardiac arrest. Keeps a good monitor of your heart rate or otherwise. Anyways, if you are looking this time of year and you want to know whether or not your air quality is good in the home, you can go on Amazon, look for them. Like I said, $150 to $200 is about the price you're going to be paying, and it will check for particle matter, particle matters, which are dust, cat hair, pollen, uh, and then the other ones is the carbon monoxide, formaldehyde, uh, and there are two types. If you need to get both. Uh, that technology is available, and I thought that would be uh, important for listeners. Many people don't know how to test your air in your house. Well, for every host, but especially an older home. I mean, you live in an older house. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, older homes specifically, uh, particularly if you also have gas appliances. So even whether you have a gas uh, dryer or whether you have a gas stove, um, you know, that's a real indicator. You want to keep an eye on that and make sure it's ventilated properly. Uh, the other one is mold. Oh, 100%. I mean, yeah. you know, obviously, in your, in your business at, at Vacuum Man, I yep. mean, it's, and a lot of the times it, you don't see it, but it's in the air. That's right, yeah. That's the particle matter that actually will uh, cont- uh, be able to detect mold, and, and, and then you can you have to go through a proper cleaning and, and making sure that you re- you may not even realize it's in the drywall. You could have had, you know, your washer might have spilled, or you might have, you know, turned the sink on by accident, dropped a bottle of water, and if it gets in the drywall, it actually, the mold can actually develop in behind the walls. Yeah. So it's always good. Anyway, I share that with everyone because you can get a home testing kit. It can give you a better idea as to what areas in your home may or may not be uh, safe or you may want to address it. If you have sneezing, coughing issues, it may not be cold related. It sounds like I have one myself, but it may not be cold you related. You should get your air checked. I should be getting my air. I just have my ducks cleaned actually, but you do want to make sure if it's not a cold related, you might be having allergy issues. All right. We've got a couple of things about automobiles and, and stuff, uh, and including mobile apps. And, and I'm always interested in this stuff because we're guys. We like toys. Yeah, that's and, right. You know, yeah. 
Well, I thought this was, it's almost the end of the year. It's hard to believe we're almost at 2020, right? I know. I thought this was kind of cool. I, there was about 10 different technologies that came out in 2019. And I went through and picked the top three that I felt that ca- uh, cars today have a very valuable asset that we can see in the year 2020. The first one I thought was teen driver technology. This is coming in a lot of the new GM models, uh, BMWs and otherwise. This is scary, but very good if you're a parent. And I can speak as that as a father of a daughter who's now got her driver's license i have to say it is very good because i'm concerned about her driving i am i'm worse than the mto i want to be in a police officer if you will so uh the teen driver tech that came out this past year it actually can give a report card of how well you're driving it will monitor if you're speeding it will monitor if you hit uh the brakes too hard It, it will monitor if you're skidding all of this is available it can even disable the stereo if the seatbelts aren't connected. And let me tell you, I can tell you my, t- my teenage daughter will be lost if that stereo <laughs> is not on. So it has a lot of the benefits. That's, that's the number one I thought was uh, best of 2019. The second one you and I were talking about was how many vehicles were stolen in the last year. Yeah. Technology and, and so forth with, with what, ve- what vehicles were actually taken. 750,000 cars were stolen in 2019, Bill. That's like um, almost a million cars, technology Did, did they all end up in the United Emirates? <laughs> no, no. Actually, what's interesting is the technology today, 46% of those vehicles were recovered. That's, that's amazing. Now yeah. the other ones are in the United Emirates. But the 46 <laughs> were recovered, which is a real amazing uh, uh, element. But one of the things I think we were talking about is, what does our car know about us? What is it that we're, you know, and it's really interesting. We don't pay attention to when we sign up for Facebook or we sign up for uh, Google or anything else. We go, yeah, 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 terms, conditions, go. When you get in your car and you think, oh, I got my Jeep. GPS and I got my OnStar or my BMW, all that information, you just given permission to the, uh, to the manufacturer, they're tracking your data. They're tracking your location. Now they claim they don't know it's Bill. They don't know it's Adam, but this information is actually being monitored and used for third party marketing. So it's one step. It's yay. My stuff is safe, but our uh, vehicles have a lot, 25 gigabytes per hour, by the way, of information is what our average car is tracking about us. So what we listen to, uh, how we're driving our fuel mileage, everything. And so this is one thing that hasn't been really brought up because, you know, no one's, you know, we talk about our cars getting hacked, stolen or otherwise, but this is something for thought. Um, And the one that I thought, the third one that I thought was really cool was real cross alert traffic. This part I thought was really, really cool because we talk about reverse cameras. We talk about the sensors that beep when you're backing up. Um, The one thing about technology hasn't figured out yet is snow because mine was beeping like crazy. I even cleared the snow and I guess, you know, you're driving and all the slush is coming off the car behind you. Well, my sensors are going off saying you're in a collision, uh, telling me I'm in an accident. I'm like, I'm driving perfectly fine. But the rear parking lot one was really cool for 2019. What they did was they upped it a little bit more. And what it does is it sends radar signals out and it can automatically stop the car, not just show you you're about to back into a uh, into a cart or a car or a pedestrian. It actually will automatically brake. That's going to be the new feature that we'll be seeing mandatory in 2020 cars. Some of them out. already have that, of course. Yeah, this Tw- is, it's a feature for 2019 that came out. The new one is, is going to be mandatory by new 2020 cars coming into the coming into the market. I know you've got some other ones here listed too. And what, what, yeah, 
you know, one of the ones I did, because I, I got a, what was it, February, I guess I got my car now, uh, is the lane changing notification. That's amazing. The little, yeah, because yeah, especially, you know, on and off ramps, off off the Lincoln places like that, there's a blind spot there. That's and, right. And you, that, that thing comes in pretty handy. It's handy not only for you changing lanes and letting you know when it's safe, but it's also safe for the other cars. That's actually going to be, again, uh, it, it's been around for years. Cadillac yeah. had it for, yeah. I think, uh, it knew you were in BMW, knew you were changing lanes or you were out of lane. Uh, probably about four years ago that technology came out. So they've advanced it a lot in the newer v- vehicles. Um, the 360 camera, I think, is a standard in a lot of new cars coming yeah, out now. Yeah. Uh, automatic emergency brake- braking and obviously, uh, you know, exit warning. This one's very important because of obviously we're trying to encourage a lot more cyclists on the road. Uh, exit warning for cyclists. It actually has a warning for a cyclist to know that the car stopped, the vehicle door could be open, and it gives that cyclist a little, little notice and the driver that you may want to be careful about opening your door too quickly. All right, good stuff. Uh, Let's talk uh, cybersecurity now. I wanted to bring this up only because, and I just did this for my agency, we sat down this morning and we said, get ready. Uh, we saw malware. We saw cities, uh, uh, you know, we talked about uh, in, in, in Ontario alone, three cities were uh, hacked. We had malware that was infiltrated. They demanded ransom of bitcoins. Hospitals are getting hacked. The big thing for 2020, and this is going to be really, really huge, Bill, is that they're not going to isolate it to just government offices. That's going to be a, a common thing. What they're doing now is they're not just holding a computer ransom. They're going to be holding the whole server ransom. And this is very easy to do now. Now that we have so many smart devices linking, it's created an access for a lot of these. Uh, I think in the year 2020, we're going to be seeing probably a massive amount of city shutdowns on a massive scale because they're not only just locking it, they're encrypting it. And what I mean by encrypting, it means that the old way was, well, if you have a backup, it's not a big deal, right? You don't have to pay the ransomware. You just have to upload it. Well, when they encrypt it, and that's the new thing is they they lock down your hard drive to a degree that you can't back it up. You can't even upload a backup. It's going to lock it into a place. The concern I speak on behalf of many enterprises and municipalities uh, and, and, and obviously provincial governments is that we don't have a system in place to protect against this. And this is something that I believe needs to be very, very carefully addressed, or we're going to have a lot of big issues coming in the, in the near future. This happens uh, on a pretty regular basis. And I talk to a lot of security experts on the program here from time to time, and as you have as well. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the time this happens, and no, it, it's, it's never made public. They, no, they no. just pay the ransom. They pay the ransom because it's cheaper from the work and effort that we see happening or what it would take because of, A, the scare. And they don't want to damage their reputation. Reputation whatever the company, one, or yes. it's, I, Municipalities get <laughs> yeah. nicked. Uh, businesses get nicked. And the one I wanted to bring up, I know we were kind of flipping about this last week saying, you know, our cyber attack of the week because yeah. uh, it's serious stuff. And, <laughs> and And the one this week that we, I know you want to talk about is because it's Life Labs. Yeah. You talk about personal information. Not just personal. 15 million Canadians, yeah. like from BC and Ontario, and I use Life Labs. I mean, we sure. all do. We all yeah. have our information. You have to get blood work done or whatever. Yeah, you have to have it created. Your DNA about your information. And what was hacked was pretty serious. Not only your login and password, they had everything about your health background. Now, what would they do with that information is obviously key, right? I mean, the passwords would be element. Where I saw this as a big issue is they have a health card information. Yeah. Health cards is exactly what that's almost uh, next to a passport. That's the 
next golden value for anyone that wants to come into a country, anyone or into our country specifically. So they have access to become Bill Kelly, Adam Oldfield, and they have the ability with the health card to be able to create a conjurate with that number and to substantiate a background of that information with our blood work to prove it's us. Well, yeah, and they create another individual with that information. Yeah. And uh, and that's something, if, for instance, the the issue of the health card, I mean, that's something the provincial government's going to have to look into. Now they're going to have to start saying, okay, they're going to see that number, and all of a sudden, wait a minute, when when, when were you in Cobalconk? <laughs> I wasn't. Well, somebody is using somebody your is, card. They got your name and, and so forth. Yeah. I think the big thing... This is part of where is security and, uh, you know, and God bless Ontario uh, with regards to the systems they offer and our healthcare pro- uh, programs. However, I believe the solution, truthfully, is our biometric information has to be the next stage of how we have to use our password information. Now, that's scary and good because I think, as I said to you before on Tech Talk, where is our biometric information stored? Well, a piece of it would be stored on the server. The other half would be on our devices. So our phones, uh, our watches. Phones are already doing that, facial recognition. And biometric information. That's stored on on the memory, on the phone itself. That is the new way we should be and will be using access to a lot of corporate access. You will need your retinal scan or fingerprint to be able to get into properly fingerprint. Uh, like Apple's got the new 3D version of that. That is the new way we have to be looking at how to sign in. This is this login password. In fact, Google made the announcement that you will not be using a numeric password by the year 2022. You will have to have a biometric sign in to get access to their Google files. Interesting stuff. Uh, folding phones. Christmas time. Gift ideas. What about folding phones? You know what we saw this year is a folding phone announcement. We saw last year that it was a bit of a, f- uh, 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 a flop of the folding phone. This year, I thought I would share with everyone, there is an affordable folding phone. We've talked about the Samsung folding phone, yeah. $2,000. The Huawei folding phone, it is $2,800. This folding phone, it's actually a knockoff of Xiaomi, one of the, uh, uh, the original ones. It's not the best, by the way. So Adam is not approving this as a option, but if you want a folding phone, this is available for only $349. You can get a folding phone and it's made by Escobar, Pablo Escobar's brother, the Escobar. Yes. All the drug money they made in the billions (laughs) is now creating a very inexpensive folding phone. You can buy it online, pre-order it for $349 and you too could have a Pablo Escobar uh, folding Android. <laughs> so I, I try to keep a straight face to that no, whole I know. moment. I, I was going to say he's finally in a legitimate business, but no, by he's, the way, no, he's not. He's selling phones. And do so. not go on the website and look for this in your office because if you've ever been to the Pablo Escobar website, it looks like a Playboy channel when they market anything. So uh, just don't do it in the office or you're going to probably get your hand slapped. Excellent. Uh, Phonus. You know what? Phonus is a Montreal-based company, and I think I mentioned them about two years ago. They came onto the market. It was a startup, and what their vision was to create a phone that you could travel worldwide. You would pay a monthly fee, a little higher, while Canadians already pay a high fee, yeah. 60 to $80, but it would give you the no longer, no more roaming anywhere in the world. You could go uh, China, you could go to uh, the United Emirates, you could go to South America, and Phonus was built on the premise that all towers in the world are now starting to fall under a same frequency. It would run on four frequencies that this phone could jump on. And for your $80 a month, you would be able to call, text anywhere in the world and not worry about, oh, I'm in Poland, I can't connect to the internet, or I got to pay an extra roaming fee or roam at home or roam like home, whatever these uh, cellular companies. Anyway, the one market that they 
said that they were going to be able to jump on uh, and be able to work with in Canada was TELUS. And unfortunately, they launched the phone and it's not available anywhere in Canada, but it is available everywhere else in the world. So it's a Canadian make phone, but they're not able to work in Canada. So if you're looking at this amazing product called Phonus with an F, uh, just keep wary that it will work everywhere in the world, but they haven't yet figured out the tower signals in Canada. This is going to be helpful because I've talked to an awful lot of international travelers and you, you do a fair yep. bit yeah, of that right. too for business. Uh, and, and obviously you can't connect all the time. They just buy they just buy a cheap phone wherever they are, if it's the UK or whatever. And just you know, when they get time to go home, they just you know toss it. For my it. U.S. business, what I do is uh, I actually Google allows me to have a U.S. number and my yeah. and it's free, one hundred percent free, and it allows me to download it directly. And then I have an option of eight dollars a month in the U.S. and it gives me an app on my phone that I can dial anywhere in the world using my U.S. number. So for all of that, I mean, it is a, this is pretty cool for Canada if it worked in Canada. But the idea would be that it would work. Uh, and there's many options out there that you can use online that you can afford to use. Phone is going to become the next phase in 20. Uh, I'll be talking about that in 2021. Uh, we're going to be watching the phone have options, not in Canada through our providers. You'll be able to get it through probably a third party online calling system for less than $10 a month. You should be able to call and text anywhere in the world for $10 Canadian a month. But not here. No, well, not here yet. I'm gonna. I'll find out for us, Bill, and we'll talk about it in the new year. Yes. Uh, isn't it ironic though that you've got a company that's based out of Montreal, but you can't use the product in Canada? <laughs> that was the ironic, and they announced it would be, but I guess they they launched it and they realized that the frequencies were slightly changing because they've been upgrading, rightfully so, trying to get ready for the 5G market. And again, cell phones work off frequencies, so when they launched it in the market, unfortunately, I guess they upgraded the towers two years later and realized, Jesus was a great concept on the old tech. Technology, but I ain't going to work yeah. on the new one. Uh, Tech Talk, we do this every Friday at 1135, uh, brought to you by Vacuum. And this is our last show for uh, the holiday Christmas. season. Yeah, that's Christmas. right. Uh, Merry Christmas. Thank you. Same to you. You yes. and the family. Yeah. Um, Oh, it's your wedding anniversary, too. Right. De- December wow, 25th Bill, is your good. wedding that's anniversary. That's right. Michelle and I are getting um, uh, celebrating our, our anniversary on Christmas Day. We picked the best day for Christmas. Oh, yeah. You know, best day ever. And, and you know, it's funny whenever we tell everyone, yo, Merry Christmas, and it's our anniversary. Uh, you know, it's 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 one of the most joyous days because it's like having your birthday on Christmas, uh, except everywhere we go, we get all the attention. It's not <laughs> just, you know, all the kids don't get any attention. It's like everyone's focused on Adam and Michelle. So, yes, happy anniversary to my lovely wife. Uh, two years. We'll be uh, we'll be married. Have a great time. Thank you so much. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from nine to noon on nine hundred CHML.